Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul. Can you hear me clear? Yes, Rahul. Yes, Rahul. Okay, today is May 3rd, 2021. The time is about uh, 3.30 p.m. Ready and NPC does conduct Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are here, please raise your hands through Zoom and then we'll um, ask your name to uh, ask your question. Uh, for those people who listen to this in the podcast, radio and other media, you can check our timings and details at rnlawgroup.com. Hi, thank you. Thanks for taking my question. So Rahul, I'm currently working with uh, employer A and I have an approved I-140 with them with a priority date of October 2015. Now I want to join an employer B. So I have two questions around it. Don't, One, don't go, okay. don't go. Could you follow me? Don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I was following you and I've been listening all your uh, I may go questions. wrong, but if I were you, I would not join. Even if somebody okay. pays me two hundred thousand dollars extra, okay. And uh, even if I join, will they will the new employer be able to uh, retain my priority date? Yes. Okay. He would be able to retain the priority date. All right. Thank you. That's all I had. Thanks. Next Rajiv. person, please. Rajiv Singh. Yeah. Hi. Hi. This is Rajiv's wife, Monica. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi Rahul, uh, so I'm on F1 visa and I have lost my passport along with visa stamp on it. I have reported Uh-oh. the incident to uh, California Police Department where it happened and got the copy of police report. I have also applied for reissuance of my Indian passport and informed the incident to uh, Consulate Chennai, US Consulate mm-hmm. Chennai. And uh, where my uh, visa was stamped. So I and now I want, this summer semester is my last semester. So I'm anticipating my graduation in July, and mm-hmm. I want to apply. So in order to apply for OPT, you apply it uh, in in your last semester. So my question for you is that, in order to apply for OPT, is it required to have an original visa stamping with me, as I've already? No. no. And what just what a copy. about the, just just a copy. And I do not have to send the police report along with the documents. You can if you want to. That's not, yeah, you, you can, you could just include it. Hey, look, I have a new passport. My old passport is lost. Here is a police report. That's okay. They don't care that much about it. So, so you're suggesting that uh, I should apply the OPT with the new passport, not with the stolen, stolen passport. That's no, what you're not saying. with the stolen passport. But you always enclose your old passport though. Here is the rule with the U.S. immigration, though. We always like to see your old passports and the new passport, not just the new passport. Some people have stampings from the old passport. They have a new passport. We would like to see the, both the passport. In your case, since there is a 
passport expiration of the previous one did not expire and you got a new passport, it's always good to include. Just write a, you know, here is a police report. Just put a cover sheet. I mean, the index sheet, police report of the last passport. You put it and that's fine. You'll be, you'll be fine. And the and, and my ISFS, the, the people who take care of the students uh, in university, and he mentioned DSO. that do not, yeah, DSOs. So he said, do not, uh, we do not recommend that you include copies of police report you filed. If USCIS wants any further information from you after you submit your OPT application, they will issue a request for evidence. I, indicating I, am, I, am, I am fine if you don't submit it. It's not an essential document to submit. If the DSO is emphasizing do not submit it, I'm okay with it. And he, he said that just to be on the safe side, you can uh, provide the copy of your driver's license if you have, but it's not required. It's up to you, ma'am. Nothing, nothing wrong in what he's saying. Nothing wrong in what I'm saying. Both will work, according to me. I, I, because I heard that when OPD gets rejected, then you have to do the second master. So I don't want to get into that trouble. I got and, the point, and, though. But I've never seen second, rejection. I've never seen rejection because of this. And, even and if I you don't submit the, even if even if you don't submit the police report, did I see any rejection? No, I did not see any rejection, ma'am. And and my follow-up question would be uh, would be would it count under emergency appointment if your team helps me to get the visa from Mexico? What emergency oh, do you have? So it's stolen. So if I want to have uh, get a visa stamp, and if I why uh, why do you need visa? So I do not. You don't. So I think my husband reached out to your team and he said that we can help you get a new visa from Mexico. And uh, because it's a stolen case, we can go for uh, emergency. Uh, it can that? count as an emergency. Well, anything can count as an emergency. Will they honor it or not? If somebody says, would I get $200 million? Could you say to in this week? You can't say no. I can buy a lottery for $1. I can get it. There's no need for so you to go to Mexico. So your no need for you to go. Is just why, do you and why do you need passport visa right now? You don't need it. I, I, I applied the issuance of the passport. That's it. That's it. That's it. You don't need a passport visa right now. Next person, please. Thank you. Um, hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my question. So uh, I'm with uh, company A. I've been with them uh, for the last 10 years. So I was at location A and uh, in 2013, they filed my permit I-114 EB2. So uh, now I'm at location B. So last October, they filed I-485 uh, for me, my wife, and uh, mm -hmm. they provided supplement J, uh, you know, because it's the same company and uh, mm -hmm. it's been six months now. So we didn't get biometrics and then EAD or uh, AP. I mean, EAD or AP, actually, I filed myself with the receipt notice because lawyer wasn't uh, available uh, at that time in October in that whole, uh, um, uh, you know, issue. Fiasco. Yeah, yeah, fiasco, exactly. So, so, so far, so good. Uh, only thing is um, um, the I-485 says G28 is wrongly filed. And uh, the lawyer said he filed it again, but the status hasn't changed. We haven't gotten biometrics or, uh, you know, EAD. So your, that's, your, your, biomet your biometrics have nothing to do with the G28. G28 is just whether or not your lawyer should receive a right, receipt right, notice right. or not. So, so, so you're fine. You're fine on that. Your biometric. So when it, when it comes to the question of that, you moved from one location to another location. Is that the reason you didn't receive the biometrics? Let me tell you the answer. Now. No, no, no. I moved in 2017 is, itself. So my question is not is that. Question? 
So my question is, uh, I got an opportunity as a manager with a different team in the same company in location B. So uh, uh, they will be filing H1 amendment because it's a role change, but it's been six months since October filing of I-485. So will there be any impact with I-485? Because did, you file, did you file the I-140 or you did not? Uh, they filed I-140 downgrade uh, uh, at that time in October. Is it approved? Uh, not yet. I would not file the H-1B amendment right now. I would get the I-140 in premium processing right now. Okay. So my lawyer is saying they're not, uh, you know, like uh, uh, related and he's uh, saying we can always uh, upgrade uh, I-140 later on. It's a lower priority and he's suggesting... For, me, for me, this is a higher priority. H-1B amendment, getting a promotion is a lower priority. For him, green card is a lower priority. For me, green card is a higher priority. Okay, okay. So, so you think, uh, uh, I mean, so if, if he's pushing back, what are my options? Because, uh, I mean, uh, he, I'm okay with, with paying the 2,500 and the 270, but he just thinks his office needs to work on the amendment first, <laughs> you know, because uh, they want me to get started. I would, I, I would, the reason is that if this is pending, you're filing an amendment, there is a change in the job with the same company. It's created a lot of I, I feel that it's going to create a lot of openings there. I would rather want to get I-140 out of my way and then I will do anything else. That's my gut feeling here. I would not, I don't know why, you know, by the time, I mean, by the time, your EAD might be coming in pretty soon. I mean, why is he wanting to emphasize on the amendment so soon? Why is that it's needed though? I don't like need that I, because he probably is making less money on the, uh, on the premium processing. Lawyers don't uh, make money in premium processing. And then with amendment also, he said, uh, you can probably have some overlap before you file the amendment. You can start the duties, but we can file the amendment, uh, you know, in a, in a couple not, of weeks. Not true. Not true. That is not true. You have to be, before you enter into a new job, you need to file an amendment. Okay. Sounds good. Last question for my wife's H4 with this amendment. So he said, uh, H4, uh, you know, she, if once we get the EAD, she can work on the I-485 EAD and be on H4 status. So he's saying we don't need to apply for H4 EAD, but I'm like, we can concurrently file and renew the H4 EAD too. I normally am not in a, I'm, I'm not a fan of H1B and H4 once I have the EAD. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Once I have the uh, 484 EAD and I-140 approved, I'm not a fan of H4, H4 and, and H1B. And I-140 approval has nothing to do with the EAD too, right? I know, but you don't want to be in the limbo dancing around there. You just want that to be out of your way. All right. Thank you. I'll, I'll ask them to upgrade the, the I-140 right away. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Rahul, for taking my call. Uh, I have a priority date of May 23rd, 2011, and my uh, downgrade application has been filed in October with Texas Service Center, and there has been no update except the receipts since then. According to the Department of State, in June, uh, my uh, date is likely to become current uh, since I have seen most of my co-workers with Nebraska getting biometrics and nobody from Texas getting biometrics. Do you think it's a good idea to file another I-485 when my date becomes current, which goes to Nebraska? Because if it is not concurrent, my I-140 is approved in EB3. Uh, uh, so you already filed premium processing for I-140? Yes, and that got approved very quickly, actually in February itself. I would not, I, it's, these are all very fine judgment calls. It's like when you play in a tennis, would you go forward? Would you go backward for that thing? It depends on a lot of, I mean, and then believe me, I can go wrong. You can go wrong in this one. My 
judgment call right now is I'm not going to file one more for a try right now. And just because you did not get the biometrics or EAD though, don't get panicked. When 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 did your application receive? When was your application received by Texas? October thirtieth. Uh, yeah, that makes. Sense. I I would not file for for a for application if I were you. It's going to confuse the system there. It's going to confuse the whole thing, and they will try to get both the files into one officer's hand, and then they will have all doubts over it. If you withdraw it, I would not like to enter into that one. I I do not like to file it. Remember, I don't care about your money, though. Remember, the previous guy was telling, "Do the premium processing." I don't care about your money, but I, it is not according to me. According to my opinion, it's not doing justice. Okay, and do they prioritize uh, biometrics and everything once the date becomes current? Because Texas, nobody is getting biometrics from Texas. Oh uh, no, it's not. No, that's not. That's not true. Uh, the people are getting biometrics and filing in Texas. Yes, not everybody who filed by October 30th got biometrics. but by about october 20th to 25th lot of people got biometrics though okay okay next person please ibak samaya yeah my cousin passed away to uh, last april 19th and uh, we would like to know the process of uh, 204l when the principal applicant passed away and what are the benefits uh, he, he has a i140 approved and the priority date of uh, J- july 2020 what are the benefits like <sighs> yes to for the wife spouse and uh, dependent child who, who are both are on h4 and they got a b2 extension done for 6 months by the company at this at this point i remember doing only one case though but at this point of time i have no recollection of how to work on that case you have to make an appointment with me or rebecca chen in our office though if you want to discuss about it i remember doing one case but if you are going to ask me the question how many cases have you done in my 24 years of experience two the last one being about 3 years ago okay so yes, i am i'm, I'm not okay i'm not prepared for it to answer the question i need a little bit of research on it before i answer your question okay sorry about that Hari Kaldu. Hello. Are you guys able to hear me? Yes. Perfect. So, Mr. Reddy, uh, this is about H4 EAD. Uh, we, I applied a premium processing for me, my H1 and my wife's H4 and my wife's mm-hmm. H4 EAD on December 28th. That was mm-hmm. the first day we are eligible to apply. uh and then um on uh, december 29 they received the application and i got my approval on december 31st because it's premium but my wife got a receipt on uh, first week of uh, january that uh, your application is received and uh, it's been 120 days and we didn't get any afc appointment and um, uh, uh, we also did not get any um <laughs> we means we don't know what to do and my i know, wife, I, I, know uh, i know i know i know there is nothing i can help you on this one absolutely nothing we used to have a court litigation system that's not working anymore so we're not filing anything we filed a class action suit no no action yet on that you can contact the congressman that's not working you can contact the ombudsman that's not working you can raise a service request to expedite it that's not working but do i have anything that i can give it to you which is working i don't sorry i don't no 
no i was just wondering if there any way we still file a litigation so that when litigation is pending we can still work can i do that no, no you can't oh but i heard before when the litigation is pending we can work continue no. working no okay anything else next person please sorry i can't help you we are not even filing litigation now we used to what, we, we don't anymore what is my option so she will just lose the job i don't that's a... i don't yeah this that's 500000 to 1 million people are losing the job like that there's nothing i have for, to offer you next person please sorry about that subramanian i'm just a messenger guys i'm not the guard next person please hey rahul i'm a big fan my name is keshava i have i don't have a question but i have one request uh, regarding this interfiling situation uh, where uh, we can send in medicals to attach mm-hmm. to our existing file uh mm-hmm. i spoke to my attorney he is he is reluctant to do that because he claims that there is you know it works sometimes it doesn't work some other time i'm just curious nobody garant- nobody nobody can guarantee it works but it so works may sometimes I, may i ask one question rahul uh, is it possible mm-hmm. do you offer this as a service like can i engage you to do that first question second question can you put like a blog article or something that can be like a self serve where we could try and do it ourselves Uh, i'm just curious what your thoughts are about this topic i'm going to put you the interfiling a cover sheet right now in here okay in the attachment in the chat though okay uh and uh, you guys can go ahead and uh, use that to do the interfiling but i'm not going to put it out outside to all the people at this point of time okay uh, this is extremely helpful thank you rahul also do you offer, so is it possible to engage a different attorney like for instance can i engage no, your firm to help with this there is there is nothing there to engage interfiling okay. is just just a simple document that uh that let me see if i can send to okay uh, I, i'm going to give you the document here guys okay in the meantime uh, let's go to the next question i'm going to attach the document and uh, leo will make it public just in case if i can't uh, my team will make it public okay you just thank you rahul you just use the document only to um only to submit it to let me send it to leo maybe she can put it there though because i'm operating in different computers right now leo are you there yes rahul i'm there leo is there. i'm sending an email to you okay okay there is nothing there to engage guys i mean there is nothing there to engage but i don't want to make it public this document okay it's just simple just put it out there attach the medicals and send it out or anything else you want to okay that's thank you rahul that will be put out in the next 20 minutes next yeah, person this please this is amazing thank you ashok uh, hi rahul first of all thank you for this uh, help So uh, I'm actually on L1 visa, and my wife she's on mm-hmm. L2. She's my L2 dependent. So L1B or L1A? L1B, L1B individual. Okay. And okay. our visa expired on Feb fourth, twenty twenty one, and our mm-hmm. extension was filed in normal processing on first week of January. So mm-hmm. uh, both our L1 and L2 extensions were filed, and her EAD mm-hmm. uh, is uh, getting expired. expired by- Expiring in September, the new one is expired. Oh, golly! <sighs> There is gap between like around one and a half month between one and a half month. I would, I would, I would get the H four approval too, and then I would go to Mexico and come back to transfer it back to H one B when the H four approval comes in. 
You may ask a question to me, how can you transfer it back to H1B? Uh, She's working right now, is it right? Yes, she is working. Okay. How can you transfer back to H1B when she doesn't have a passport stamping coming back from Mexico? There is an exception called automatic revalidation. If you visit Mexico or Canada, if you don't have a passport stamping, you can still come back within 30 days using the valid I-94. Even though she changed to H4, H1 and I-94 is still valid, she goes out to Mexico and come back. Because if you withdraw the if you withdraw the H4, it may complicate the whole thing. Okay. And if you, once the H4 is approved, you want to file a change of status, that's a lot of money involved in. I would rather, not at this point of time, I would rather book a ticket to Mexico and come back. That's, and she has to fly in, not drive in and drive back. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next okay. person, please. Thank you. Rakesh Kumar. Hello, Rahul. This is uh, Rakesh. I have a question. Uh, my employer just filed downgrade from EV2 to EV3. And I-145 currently based on the date of filing. And uh, I've got my biometric done just last month. Now my daughter will turn 20 A1 age in November 2021, like this year. And she's currently wait, wait. on age four. What is what is your priority? What is your priority date? Uh, September two, 2012, an EB2. And your I-140 is still pending right now. Right. I did not file in premium because uh, to add you age should for not. You do not file, you don't file premium. Yeah, that's good. So that's, so you, your daughter is aging out on November 2021, is right? Yeah. Season so, H4. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you apply for F1? No, my lawyer said, uh, did we get denied because I have filed for I, uh, I-485. So what would he do if he, if, if she gets kicked out of the 485 application? Yeah, he says we can continue uh, pending I-485. No, I would want you to, I would, I'm not telling that the F1 is not going to be denied, but I want you to file F1 visa right now. Disclose everything, file an F1 visa right now on a backend, okay? If the priority date doesn't become, final action date doesn't become parent for her, you need to have a backup plan on F1. Just because she gets into F1, she doesn't get kicked out of the 485 application. She's still in there. Because she get kicked out of H4 application on November though, Irrespective of the CSPA, CSPA is only works for the AOS 485. Doesn't work for H4. You got the point? Yeah. So, so you are recommending to go for F1? Apply yes. F1? Apply F1. Okay, now, she was born in India, but she is a Canadian citizen. So does, can she go out and come back? Like get that border? No, because for student visa people, they must have an intention of temporarily staying in the United States. So your, your, your lawyer has, has given a little bit correct information on the sense that there's always a risk of getting the F1 denied. I would rather have the F1 denied here rather than your daughter getting kicked out at the border. Okay. Let it be denied. That's okay. What do you got to lose? So I would file that one. That's first thing that I would do. If needed, I'll file a B2. But make sure you give a full disclosure that you file the 485 application. Never understate that one, okay? And then file and then try your luck if the F1, F1 gets approved. We haven't seen any denials of the F1 though. Now I'm not telling that they won't, but there is a chance, there's a good chance that they'll approve the F1. Okay. So you think it will become, I will, if I do it now, I will get it by number? Because if not, if not, you have to file a B2 application, interim B2 application, B2, oh. B2. Okay. 
Okay. okay. You can, I will I will recommend a, a law firm which is just across the board. Uh, Sunita Kapoor, S U N I T A, not T H A, S U N I T A. Sunita Kapoor, K A P O R dot com. Okay. Okay. I'll there. You need guidance for filing an F1 visa. Okay. As okay. far as the rest of the things to protect in the CSPA, you did the right thing of not doing premium processing. You did the right thing. Okay. okay but once the final action date becomes current though, and she's still protected at that point of time, I mean, irrespective of once the final action date becomes current for you, you need to do premium processing because to lock her age, you need uh, I-140 approval. Yeah, I was, I was so, thinking uh, a month in advance before November, like October, I'll just go for premium processing. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. A month before the priority date becomes, final action date becomes, that's when you do. Okay. What is the purpose of doing premium processing in October? What if it takes more time for you to get the 485 CSP? You need to understand these things very carefully. Okay? Don't do it. Only when the final action date becomes current, that's when you convert into premium processing because that's when you're going to lock the her age. And she's not becoming 21 for the purpose of the 485 for at least six months from November of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay, you know that. There you go. Yeah. Already six months. Next person, please. I'm going to go for the next, next three callers, guys. And then I'll have to call off. It's almost four o'clock. Srinivas, go ahead. Hey Rahul, thanks for taking my question and uh, thank you for all your uh, consultation uh, on these sure, calls sure. and the YouTube live. Uh, so my question is based on uh, family-based immigration for my father. So I am on H1, mm -hmm. but my sister is a green card holder. So we are we filed his green card. Um, uh, but the problem, uh, not problem, the question your here is- Your sister is a green card holder. She, green uh, card sorry, holder she's a US citizen. U.S. citizen. Okay. Sorry. Sounds good. That makes yeah. that makes all sense now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he came here last year, February, uh, and we mm -hmm. filed uh, extension in June, uh, which is still pending. Uh, we tried applying for his GC uh, in January, but they returned the package because of some error that they said. But it was an error on their part, not on our part. So we refiled it, and they accepted it on March 9th. 2021. So question is, uh, th there are two questions. One is, uh, uh, is there any problem because it is more than an year that he is here? Um, uh, although we filed March 9th, obviously the uh, one year was done February 15th. Uh, does he have, does he have any plans to travel to India no. while the green no card is pending? No, no plans. If plans the person of... enters into United States legally, if the person mm -hmm. enters into legally in United States, mm -hmm. even if the person is unlawfully present here for a period of 20 years, okay. he will so still get the green fine. card, will not have, he will still get the green card, he doesn't have to do anything. So is there any unlawful presence at all? Because it's still pending, the extension doesn't is still pending. How does it matter? How does it matter? Okay, got it. Okay, so the second okay. question is, uh, he's, he's, uh, he was born 43, so now in 1943, so he doesn't have anyone, uh, obviously he doesn't have the birth certificate and he doesn't have anyone who can sign saying he, they were present because everyone else was had died. So we sent out a, a, a self um, 
documents saying uh, we don't have anyone who is alive there are, uh, and this there is... I, I, I wish you would have gone through a lawyer rather by yourself rather doing all these things yourself though but uh, there are there are situations where they come to the documentation saying something is not there i will give you a brahmastra really brahmastra and if you use that they're going to be flat they will ask the documents about your relationship between your sister and your dad and i'll give you a test done we you got, got the, the test done yeah you got it done. done okay then then you're good though they will not question anything they'll be fine okay. that is a brahmastra you so got it even man. for 485 we man. don't need anything 485 also we don't need anything yeah i130 and 485 will be adjudicated at the same time okay sounds okay? good all right so you're you're in good Thank shape you. so dna is the one that will solve the problem yeah. thank you i had thank a problem you. once but from that onwards i use the brahmastra it works very good next person okay. please prasanna hey. hey hi rahul uh, this is yes. hari so so uh, i filed uh, so i got my h1b approved uh, this year sorry picked up in the lottery this year so uh, i'm currently working as it business systems analyst so my client is open to give any client letter either with a role as a software engineer or else as it business assistant analyst so back in 2018 so my h1b was denied under the special uh, specialty of occupation so we filed it uh, with the soc code as a computer systems analyst so uh, at the time i did reached out to you so we are a big i'm a big fan of you so you recommended sure. filing it uh, with the role of software engineer so considering the scenario uh, in recent days so what would be the best suggestion that you could uh, give me right uh, now right now head? i mean if the job duties are complying with it though software mm-hmm. developer is the best title that i would recommend right now okay so if the job LCA duties code, are complied okay so the lca code it. and uh, i can't yeah, so I, can't L- i don't remember the codes yeah but you can look yeah, into so, soc code software developer Yeah, so the both the title and the role uh, as a software engineer, or else title as IT business system analyst. Both, role both as, as software, both as software developer, though. Yep, sure. If yeah. if so, if uh, the job duties are if the job duties are matching. Yeah, okay? sure. Sounds good. So either as engineer or developer works right. So, developer, developer. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Rahul. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that 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 was that was in that was in. Trump administration. This is a different administration. Yes. And yeah, yeah I, I, you should have filed a court litigation at that time, though. You would have won. A lot of the cases mm. that we filed afterwards also they, we won the cases, though. Yeah, that that was really an uh, unfortunate thing <laughs> that happened to me. Yeah, next. Yeah. I should have filed next. that. Thank you. Thank you for next person, please. Yeah. Hey Rahul, this is, hey Rahul, this is Nirmay. Thank you for taking your time. Uh, so, quick question. Sure. I mean. I'll be completing my 6 year on H1B in April 2022 and the company mm-hmm. which I am working currently uh, filed a pump processing uh, in November so I'm expecting it to be approved pretty soon and then I will be doing I114 premium processing but uh, I I have a quick question like can I change the job when, when right, did, right when, after when I get you, my when did Sorry. you got when is your H1B expiring uh, in April 2022 aha you have time then um when you say change the job you want to move from one company to another company yes, or within the same company no one company to another company i already have an offer and and they are fine to wait uh, for a couple of months till my i140 is approved so uh, no 
No. Okay. The reason is that for the I-140 to be carried with you, okay. the I-140 must be approved for 180 days and not been withdrawn. Okay. So when you leave the employer, you don't have a control. He may withdraw that application. In you, all this time, you did all the job. When the guard comes in, you want to go pee? No, I mean, definitely not. And that's why I wanted your guidance. Uh, I mean, because yeah. I read no, the conflicting wait. information. Right. So it's the, 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 the exception what people tell is that the company, even though after you left, they may not withdraw it. Right. That means right. that even if you go to for pee, the guard is going to still give a boon to you when you're not there. So uh, I would rather be there when the guard is coming. I mean, so I would wait until 180 days after the I-140 is approved. I mean, believe me, I'm listening to kind of job offers that are getting in. Oh my goodness. The IT guys are getting such good offers. There's no doubt they are right. getting it. Right now is not your day. Okay, that makes sense. Right because, yeah, because I, I heard like, even if they withdraw, uh, as long as they don't revoke it for like fraud purpose or something. Withdraw? Can... No, 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 no. Withdrawal and revocation have the same thing. We're not even speaking about fraud. There is no fraud. Absolutely nothing fraud. Okay, if right. they withdraw within 180 days, you are out. Period. You're I out. See. I see. Okay. So, I mean, only option, I mean, definitely I should not change, but I mean, only uh, option I can do it if I get a written, like some kind of a, uh, like guarantee that they will not. No, nothing will guarantee. Okay. Nothing will guarantee you. I can okay. change. There is nothing you can do. No contract can bind me for that. Okay. That makes sense. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Last Last caller, please. Noor. Hey, hi, Rahul. Uh, my name is Noor. And uh, uh, my my spouse, uh, she got an H4. I was with company A and when and I filed my extension. And I also filed her H4 extension with company A. Mm -hmm. While the I got the approval for company A extension, then I changed my job to company B as well as I filed her H4 trans H4 uh, with the company B. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, now she got the, um, the biometric, biometric appointment for both of them. She mm -hmm. went today for her biometric appointment and she, she took her uh, next appointment uh, uh, document as well. They scanned for both the uh, appointments, uh, both two, twice they did everything. They clipped together. They, uh, they, but I'm not sure like what's going to happen next. We do we have an option to to withdraw the second case because second case second later appointment is what we don't want. We want to continue with company B's H4. You mean to say company A's extension? You don't want to continue with it? Yes, because it's no more. It, I mean, I'm, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, is it um, as well as I applied H4 EAD with company B? What, how does it matter? Just keep it quiet. Whichever comes and take it. H4 is given to your wife that she's married to you. It is not given to the company though. H1 is not given to you. It is given to the company. So there is, you don't have to do anything. Anything comes in, any EAD comes in, I'll start using it. But uh, will, will there be not a confusion between the H4, the, the two H4s filed and two, two H4s uh, filed? Let them get confused. Why are you worried? Okay, so I should not do any action from my side. You should not do any action. You should not do any action. 
because sometimes what happens what i have noticed is that they will approve the company a's h4 all the way to company b's h1b approval though and they will deny the company b's h4 will it not impact the h4 ead of the company b it will impact the h4 ead but they already approve you company a all the way to company b's h1b approval and ead too why do you need company b's then i have because seen officers i've seen officers h4 ead doing, was H4 EAD was not filed with company A. Only H4 well, EAD was filed with company B. Well, then that still is you should not withdraw the company A though. Okay. There's no reason because when they're denying the company B, they are going to look into if the EAD is still there or not. So I would not withdraw company A's I, uh, H4 right now, even though you didn't file the EAD. I would not withdraw. Okay. okay? All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30, guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Oh,